0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Supermercado Bros Video Game Music Podcast.
1: Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Great to be back with you this week. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. I'm
0: really excited for today's episode because it's about time that we take a spotlight on one of last
1: year's um, best soundtracks. And games, really. This game was critically acclaimed like crazy. It got a lot of Game of the Year. This is Undertale. It was long overdue. We've been hearing about this ever since September, I think, when this game came out. Uh, we've heard so many people telling us about this music, and we love the music and well played. Did you beat the game? I don't think you beat the game, but you played a a good amount of it. I didn't beat it, but I I played quite a bit of it, yeah. Yeah, and the soundtrack is so good. It's really quirky and all over the place. It was composed by Toby Fox, who actually designed the entire game himself. Uh, So, it's one of those examples of one person doing it all. Kind of like how, you know, when you think about the 70s on the Atari, that was kind of the norm for like these designers to do the music themselves. But nowadays, we're seeing that come back, and that's a pretty popular thing, especially for some of these PC games. I think of something like Cave Story as another example of one person kind of doing it all. But this is a wonderful soundtrack, so we can't wait to dive in. This is another Patreon-suggested episode. We actually had a few different people uh, suggest this, so so we'll just say that it's a unilaterally uh, suggested episode here. What's fun
0: about a lot of the Patreon episodes is they're great topics. A lot of them are things that I think we would honestly come to naturally I agree. ourselves so that's what's kind of fun about it uh, it is sort of an insight into our listeners that mm-hmm. you know you guys have a lot of the same taste uh, that we do isn't that so cool I think it's a it's a really happy marriage, so I'm just excited to get into this music. Particularly
1: this season, I feel like some of my favorite episodes so far this season have been these Patreon-suggested topics, so yeah, it's working out re- really well. Well, it's also nice for us because uh, it takes some of the pressure off mm-hmm. of us
0: having to brainstorm, okay, what topic are we going to do next? It's a win-win for everybody.
1: Yeah, so let's let's talk about what you heard um, playing in. That was a track called Shop. And once again, composed by Toby Fox. And it features a theme that we're going to come back to later. And in general... The main theme of the game, yeah. yeah. The Well, one of the main themes. There's, there's another theme that is kind of also could be considered the main theme that both of these themes, and even there's even more than these themes, he kind of uses and he repeats in different ways throughout the entire soundtrack. So it is thematic in that way. A uh, lot of good melodies. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, sorry. Yeah, that
0: that actually isn't uh, the exactly, main theme. Exactly, that's, yeah. that's uh, See, this is what's so great about... Uh, Undertale I I just it's I'm not used to um a video game having multiple really good themes and right. different arrangements of it. What's so fun about the Undertale soundtrack just to talk about kind of what it is before we really break into the music. It's very quirky. Is it it totally I don't know, it feels like it was almost made for a Mercado Bros episode because the music is great, first of all. The melodies are wonderful. It's really effective in-game, but it's also incredibly versatile. You have some tracks that are completely 8-bit that sound either like NES or Game Boy tracks. You have SNES. You have some things that, you know, are completely with real instruments that utilize, you know, piano or violin. Um, yeah, you have some tracks that sound like SNES, yeah. arcade, yeah, it's it's so fun because it's it's this weird amalgamation eclectic, yeah. of yeah, all these different sounds. And I think the end result is that it just it has that uh, vague impression of feeling classic.
1: We definitely recommend going on Bandcamp and buying the soundtrack. It's quite good. So let's move on. We played in with Shop. We're going to now play the first track of the soundtrack. This is Once Upon a Time, composed by Toby Fox from Undertale. What a very beautiful piece of music. This is the main theme of Undertale. This iteration is called Once Upon a Time featuring 8-bit instruments here. This is composed by Toby Fox. It's a beautiful theme that's very um, sprawling, I guess I would say, as far as the intervals. Uh, very l- big leaps, um, but something about it feels kind of um, undeniable and just kind of, you know exactly where it's going to go in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an effortless nature to this melody. Well, let's talk a little bit about obviously the melody, the main theme of the game, but maybe how it's featured here that maybe differs from when we're going to hear it
0: later on. Well, here uh, the primary statement is done using only two voices. Uh, I I don't necessarily mean channels because I think there is some delay, um, but just two musical voices, the melody and that bass line. Mm -hmm. And I think it works very well, and it kind of implies something a little bit larger, Um, But it's also a very kind of pure, simple melody that can wear a lot of different hats. It can sound multiple different ways. And what I think is interesting about uh, that piece of music as a theme, it's one of those things that I think sneaks up on you a little bit. I I definitely remember the first time playing the game, that theme didn't really stick out to me in a special way. It it actually wasn't really until we uh, played that that the um, the titular track um, that I think plays during the yeah. end credits that with the uh, guitar mm-hmm. yeah that have really fully realizes the melody um, but it's that kind of thing I think it's like a great film melody honestly sometimes where maybe the first time we hear it we're not completely sold into it it's kind of it's a little bit more subtle and then ultimately when we hear you know the final credits and you get sort of an orchestral suite. It's like, oh my gosh, there are all these wonderful themes, but it's more of a subconscious thing. So I think that's great. I Mm -hmm. also think um, something that I have to talk about is Undertale as a game is so self-aware to the point that the comedy almost seems like it's the primary means of engagement. I know some people might tend to disagree, but it was actually my favorite thing about the game because Undertale is an RPG um, and I'm not someone who... Plays uh, RPGs ever, um,
1: and this is particularly like sending up a bygone style. Well, you're of- right. I mean, I think if the writing wasn't as quality as it was, and the humor wasn't there, you probably wouldn't have played this game. Well, that was that what sucked that
0: you that in. I think we've we've talked about before about humor and music where. <laughs> You know, I don't know. You think of about like a band like Tenacious D. It's like, what makes them funny? Well, honestly, to me, the thing that makes it so funny is the fact that the music is really good. Or Flight of the Conchords. Well, also, you know?
1: not not only is the music good, I think the fact that it has it's all over the place as far as the production makes it funny too. Because you have something sure. NES and then all of a sudden you'll have a piano and then you'll throw in like all these chips combined with well, like and real and instruments I, I don't
0: mean that the music itself is funny, but I'm just the fact that uh, presentationally it feels authentic. You know, this feels like an old lost 8-bit theme. You know, all the music in this game feels like it's accurately sending up what it's trying yeah, to the, do.
1: One thing that I'll say about the main theme is that It definitely is one of those great themes where it works so well in a bunch of different contexts like the chords that are used in this track are completely different than the title track Uh, like, couldn't be more different and and it kind of gives you a different sense like, in a different emotion but it's the it's the same notes so it's really impressive how that's how that's able to work I mean we've talked before about that melody I mean I
0: really think it uh, is as close to perfect as you're gonna get it's such an economy of notes it's just beautiful
1: I think we should move on to the next track we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're only playing 20 tracks because, you know, we have an hour podcast, but there is tons more wonderful pieces of music you guys should check out. This is an SNES uh, track. He does use SNES samples in, in a few of these tracks. This one reminds me of something like maybe the piano sounds found in Breath of Fire, maybe, possibly. Uh, it's, the track is called Fallen Down Reprise, composed by Toby Fox from Undertale. piece of music you guys are listening to fallen down this is the reprise version composed by toby fox from undertale really curious what method he used uh to make these snes tracks if he did something similar to our method uh in what you're hearing now you're actually hearing the main theme again um but yeah no i think the snes ones are actually some of my favorites in the score yeah, this is the theme to, uh, I think her name is Toriel.
0: She's one of the first characters that you meet in the game and she sort of serves as your guide, kind of like your mother mm-hmm. through the game and uh, it's one of the initial points of engagement for me because her character is sort of a send up of uh, I don't know, characters like Navi or you know, yeah, essentially like a helpful guide who needs to hold your hand through the entire experience and is constantly interrupting you to kind of tell you what you should do um and so i at first you know i i didn't really know what to expect from playing the game and that's when it really kind of won me over immediately Mm -hmm. um just kind of making fun of the idea uh of sort of hand holding and so the theme is very kind of maternal and uh sweet and again it it just feels sort of right at home it utilizes a lot of that you know video game music harmony yeah i want
1: to talk about um you know, before it, it changed over to the theme, the the actual Fallen Down theme, because it comes early on in the game when it's, it's just like 59 seconds. It's just that first part and it doesn't go to the main theme. It's really beautiful. It's that 6-8 kind of classical piano chord progression that really works well. And then what's cool is is then he incorporates the electric bass, but he treats it almost like a cello because it's sliding up to the note. Uh, in a way that feels like it's, it's like a solo instrument like in classical music, so it's cool that it's cool that he that he did that and you know he could have done this piece with real instruments or he could have done it on n e s but I think this was the right choice for this track to have that classic s n e s sure just that sixteen bit sound. It just feels very familiar in a good way let's see what we got next here. Oh next we have uh a battle theme. This is enemy approaching. And the start of this is actually it's similar to like Final Fantasy, where like every battle theme starts the same way. That's kind of what happens in this game. Like the beginning of this, uh, there's a few tracks that start the same way. But this is pretty cool stuff. Let's take a listen to Enemy Approaching. <laughs> Cool. You guys are listening to Enemy Approaching, composed by Toby Fox from Undertale. This is a really solid battle track. The first time today that we're hearing this wonderfully lush combination of different eras, you have some 8-bit chip sounds in there mixed with more modern. There's strings that I'm hearing, there's piano, there's uh, you know drum samples that sound kind of like something from an arcade game. It's very video gamey. It's very quirky, but I think this is a pretty solid battle track. Oh, I think it's a great uh, battle theme. I think the thing that um, really uh,
0: interests me about Toby Fox is I I don't know. There's <laughs> it's hard to sort of identify a compositional style. You know, he he's kind of someone who he he can do a really good job of uh, sending up a specific type of pastiche yeah. of like old video game music type of things and i think this is an example of it but it, you know it's it's so clearly different from the more uh, lyrical melodies and evoking kind of really interesting complicated harmonies uh while still making a very catchy and enjoyable track i think it really fits the tone of the game like i said everything in undertale is just much more humorous and fun and one of the reasons I think I was able to get through it is the battle sequences there are menus you know it is kind of that turn-based thing um, but in addition to that there are these sort of like arcadey uh, not mini game but these kind of basic actions that you have mm-hmm. to do that are kind of representative of of what's taking place. And what it does is it it makes it less about just like navigating through menus. And even though you have to do that, you're also doing these basic kind of action game pieces which make it more accessible to someone like me who's maybe you know not super um, into playing a lot of rpg games and it's much more kind of fun and a lot of the the boss battles are some of the biggest moments of humor because you'll be fighting these really silly non-threatening kind of enemies and you can have really creative humorous ways of defeating them that don't
1: even require you to fight really i've heard that there are parts of this game that get pretty darn difficult uh which you know that's kind of the case with a lot of RPGs but um, mm-hmm. yeah this game it's, it's worth noting that so far it's only been released for PC and uh, Mac it hasn't been released for any other um, system, so it'd be curious to see in the future if it comes well, out. I think something. the cool thing about Undertale, it it can be really easy and it can be really difficult. It's about how
0: you choose. Um, it, it's difficult because the game has a bunch of different endings and a bunch of different ways you can choose to approach it. And so, what gets difficult is people who play it multiple times and want to do a run through where maybe they never kill anything. They you know
1: they because well, never... a lot of the game is based on your decisions and like choices you make yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Cool. We're gonna move on to one of my absolute favorites of Undertale. This is called Heartache. It's really beautiful. It has this repeating ostinato that works so well, and it really is an earworm, but it's a, I don't know, it's it's a very powerful piece of music called Heartache. Let's take a listen. that triangle bass that is really really groovy stuff uh yeah i'm a really big fan of this track i think it's a wonderful composition i think there's probably a few different sections that feel pretty distinctly different but they work together in a way that is very undeniable i guess i would say this is heartache from undertale composed by toby fox wonderful combination of 8-bit and more modern sounds here
0: yeah, some really beautiful uh, harmonies happening here. The very kind of free melody, uh, very well composed. Asenano. This guy has and chops. Again, yeah, again, a wonderful balance um, between uh, modern and old school. Uh, it's really effective. It is so much to the point. Like the music in Undertale, while you're playing it, it it never seems to kind of stick out in a. In an unnatural way. It, and it's really impressive
1: considering how different things can be. I, I think it's, it's almost... It's not amateurish. You know, when you think about a lot of times you play games where, oh, this the guy did the music too, the designer, he did the sure. music. A lot of times it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not bad, but this is like legitimately great music. Like, Right.
0: It, what's interesting to me is it's almost... It, it sort of... It shows how much you can get away with that the soundtrack... In a game doesn't necessarily have to have a completely cohesive, unified sound in order to be effective. And in fact, sometimes completely changing genres, changing style, instrumentation, Mm -hmm. almost what era it sounds like it's coming from can be really effective. Uh, The first moment that I think I really noticed it and was conscious of it, it had already been working effectively effectively. Um, subconsciously for me so it, it was a really interesting thing right. for me it was right um, about around the time when this next track enters um, snowy which is uh, the first time where I noticed like hey whoa mm-hmm. now it's using piano I thought this had all been kind of chipped
1: to this is stuff. definitely one of the most beautiful melodies in the game uh, it's it's very striking and powerful and it kind of lets you know that this guy has a lot of musical chops like he knows what he's doing when it comes and to this composition. is the
0: this is the theme I was alluding to earlier this is at- the main theme, but it's one of the most uh, common themes. uh, That track that we played in with Shop and Mm -hmm. also a few others later are going to make reference to it. Let's
1: take a listen to Snowy. part here is so beautiful. It reminds me of American folk music. Uh, it's it's really, really awesome stuff. This is Snowy from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. And again, Undertale is an incredibly uh, popular and well-loved game. It's actually currently ranked in the top 25 of all time on Metacritic. So... Wow. Yeah. This game was loved by almost everybody. Well, let's talk a little bit about this melody and maybe what is unique and what is striking about it. For me, it's that second chord change in the note that the melody lands on because the chord change is already surprising, um, but... It's one of those good examples of something that's surprising, where it's like, ooh, like you can't help but pay attention to it in a good way. Absolutely, yeah. The track definitely
0: evokes um, a large amount of mystery, which I think is intentional uh, due to its... Introduction into the game. There's sort of an ambivalent quality to it of you don't really know if it's happy or sad. There's that element of mystery to it. I mean, honestly, when I was listening to it, I was reminded of some of the things I was trying to evoke in that uh, forest track we did um, okay. for Hello World. Um, but it, it's a very kind of uh, quintessential uh, Japanese school of contemporary harmony um, where it's pulling some things from jazz, pulling some things from classical uh, the way it's voiced is absolutely exquisite. There's not uh, one extra note. You know, every single voice has a specific harmonic function. There's a lot um, in these chords that are kind of left out. So a lot of times we'll get chords with maybe a root, a third, and a ninth or something, or just a root, a third, and a seventh, and they'll be an interesting inversions and very spaced out. Uh, I love the piano part. I like how it's evoking the harmony, and I like... Um, it- It kind of oscillates between where you know it plays one note and then a pair of thirds up above and then one note and then uh two pitches that are you know like a major second apart and it's like this interesting kind of um featuring sort of showcasing some of the dissonant parts of this chord you know like let's say we have a seventh chord it's it's choosing to put the seventh and the root right next to each other yeah. as almost the only bit of harmony. So it's kind of something like that. I I don't know. I first started to kind of get interested in that uh, after that movie Inside Out has a wonderful theme by Michael Giacchino, and the movie starts off, the score starts off with this pair of uh, two groups of thirds, and it's actually just playing a major seventh chord, but it's the fifth in the seventh. And then followed by the root in the third. So it's bo 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 and it's like oh, you hear it and it's like this jarring dissonance because you're not used to hearing all those pitches kind of clashing right next to each other. But it's a really interesting effect of kind of highlighting or showcasing the dissonance in something that maybe, you know, it isn't all that unfamiliar to our ears.
1: Yeah, I mean I think in general a good way to describe that piece is mysterious, surprising, striking beautiful. Those are some words that come to mind when I think of snowy. Uh, it's definitely one of and my favorite. How favorites. about that melody?
0: Uh, is, I, I love Very how it uses melody. that little kind of classical ornamentation, that like Baroque dun, 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 sounding yeah. ornamentation. Yeah, is kind of like a little bit of the motif. Well, it's actually quite um,
1: important that it does that at that point because what that establishes is uh, it establishes a strong uh, confidence like where you, you are kind of forced to listen to it and it kind of gets it gets your attention right before the chord change, which I think is important.
0: Yeah, these kind of dual opposing forces. It's really wonderful. I love all the modulation, too, like in that B section. Um, yeah, it just, kind of just feels good. like it's the chords are moving kind of in a free chromatic space, but they're all these very beautiful jazz chords, if you were to analyze. Yeah, them. it's
1: probably both, both of our uh, one of our favorites, I would say. So let's move on to, oh, this is another one that I really, really love. This is Dating Start from Undertale. very Catchy. You guys are listening to Dating Start, probably the most groovy and jazzy track we've heard so far from Undertale. This is composed by Toby Fox. This is just so much fun. It's very um, starlit and feel good, and just it makes me feel really happy listening to it. It has a uh, really nice piano and some bells that are kind of backing this 8 bit melody, uh, I don't know it, it, I get, similar to Snowy I get some winter vibes from this Well it's funny, it's the same melody
0: or at least sort of an expansion Part of the of it, melody yeah. from, from Snowy, but it goes off um, into a
1: completely unique, uh, place uh, that, that you don't hear in Snowy at all, and also, sure. you know, it just it couldn't be more different from Snowy, you know yeah, there's a drum beat, the attitude pace, and, pace and, chords and so it's one of those things where a lot of people probably wouldn't notice that, it's, it's very subtle, and, well that's,
0: that's the great thing about, um thematic writing when you write with themes you can create you know, vastly different pieces of music but they all share kind of this bloodline um, in the melody in the theme and I think that's it's something that is possibly a little bit lost in like some media music today you know whether it's films or video games not just uh, a lack of melody but a lack of melody as theme uh, these melodies that come back and have different arrangements and um, it, it kind of provide different context Uh, For the music and that's something that I think Undertale does very well Not only that it just has one great theme But it has multiple great themes With different variations and I think that's Probably the thing that most surprised me about the Soundtrack not just you know that it Utilized um, kind of a chiptune Style that it utilized multiple different Styles and a combination of those because we have Heard that before Um, but that Mixed with the fact that it has Great melodies great themes and It uses them in a way That seems like it's evoking a by
1: in general era. i would say a lot of the choices that were made on the soundtrack were musical choices it's not just a choice yeah. of like, oh I, what can i do to match this not point just in the game? functional totally or, they're very musical choices and that's clear when you're just listening to the soundtrack and not playing the well, game it's clear to me that this gentleman that uh toby fox has
0: uh, an incredible love of games a, a love of rpgs mm-hmm. um and, and you know i mentioned before how a lot of the game is sort of tongue-in-cheek and seems to be sending up or parodying aspects of video games but it really feels like it's coming out of a loving place i don't think
1: it's meant to be critical one thing that i think is crazy though about this game is like now listening to this music he did such a good job with the music not just the composition but how he implemented it that i would almost want to hear more of his music where even if he's not making a game like i wonder if he's going to get requests from people to just do music because i don't know some of the some of the the outcomes that he got on Especially that SNES stuff sounds really legit. You
0: know what's interesting? There's some artists, there's some people that are just so creative and they have such a love for every aspect of the process. I mean, Mm -hmm. somebody like J.J. Abrams, you know, who wanted to be a composer, writer, director, producer, he he wanted to be all of it. Well,
1: they're just, they're artists. That's the same thing with Toby Fox. He's just an artist and it's just, whether it's the music or the art or the design, he's just he's got a, a finger on it. So now let's move on to, oh, this is a really cool track. Uh, I really like the, the pulse of it. It has a really nice 6-8 pulse. It feels like a, a battle piece of music. I can't really speak to whether or not it is. It's called Spear of Justice. And when I first listened to the soundtrack, it was, it was one that really stood out to me in a good way. Uh, it kind of ha- establishes this rhythmic motif that keeps kind of evolving as the course of the song moves on. It's really good stuff. It's Spear of Justice composed by Toby Fox. This is my favorite track so far, I will say. This is Spear of Justice from Undertale, composed by the very talented Toby Fox. I absolutely love this piece of music. It's a very strong, immediate, rhythmic motif. dun 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 dun, dun. But the way that he plays with it, and this is so far the most, I would say, exciting and uh, surprising change, quick change between so many different eras of instruments. You know, you, eventually you do go back to that NES sound, but then you have a real trumpet, and then you have piano, and it's just, it's so quirky. And again, only in video games would we have a song like this. So I'm just so glad that this medium exists and is still being explored in new ways. Like, this is a track unlike any I've heard in video games, and it came out in 2015. I think that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. I I
0: really respond to what you're saying about kind of moving the medium forward, and Undertale is so great because it's such an appreciation of everything that came before it. But you're right, you know, it's doing completely new things as well. I, I really fresh. love the um, the groove that's established, especially before you really hear it in the conventional six-eight, which is sort of felt in two it kind of sounds like a bar of four and then a bar of two because it makes it feel like uneven. It gives mm-hmm. the sense that it's like a 5-4 bar or something yeah. when it when it really isn't. And then you really feel the syncopation when those kind of, I, they almost feel like triplets, but when you get all the subdivisions, all the eighth note subdivisions, and then you hear how syncopated that line is, it really kind of starts to sound, I don't know, like a Roomba
1: or something. Well, also, another thing that I want to talk about Um, and it just surprises me because he does so many different types of production like he's able to nail the NES sound he's able to nail the SNES stuff which is very difficult but his virtual instruments sound really good you know the trumpet sounded great the violin in Snowy I thought was very impressive and it's not real the only real performance on any of the soundtrack is acoustic guitar I know for a fact so so yeah any of the stuff you're hearing is uh, sequenced and I think that is incredibly impressive Well, now let's move on to, I'm not mistaken, it's another battle piece of music. Well, I think that's the case right for this track called Stronger Monsters. It's again from Undertale. Let's take a listen to this one. It's so awesome you guys are listening to stronger monsters from undertale composed by toby fox definitely a battle track it's pretty clear uh, just listening to the music here this just really surprises me so much because this sounds like japanese video game music just in kind of right. how polished and how tight it is it's just not something i expect from a indie designer who's doing everything in the game like i i honestly if you told me about this game I would expect something a lot more wandering and a lot more... I mean, this game is experimental, and the music kind of conveys that in in places, but I just wouldn't expect something so kind of concise and polished, and it doesn't sound right. like really that American to me or Western. It sounds Japanese, and it just sounds like just familiar. <laughs> Yeah, I also get the sense,
0: though, that Toby Fox isn't someone who has composed a lot. I think he's just really talented. I think he's he's got a very acute ear for what he likes, and uh, it's kind of like he's someone who's probably digested a lot of good video game music, is passionate about a lot of music, and I, I get that sense from every aspect of the game, is that it's just... All of these things are very intuitive for him. You know, the humor, the writing, the design, everything about it. I think it's just, you know, he's filled with all these uh, great ideas. And I think you're right. I mean, I think he's someone he could go on to just being a composer or just being a designer or probably an artist or a writer um he's
1: definitely someone that you know people are going to (laughs) want to keep their eye on yeah i just want to hear more soundtracks i just happen to really love his style of music very interesting melodic style uh let's move on to a really funny title this is uh, can you really call this a hotel i didn't receive a mint on my pillow or anything (laughs) it's the name of this track Mm, by toby fox from undertale enjoy a great track. You guys are listening to a track about a hotel from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. So wonderful. Again, hearkening to that theme we heard in Dating Start uh, maybe some others as well. Really, really awesome. I found it interesting. I was reading an interview with Toby, and he was saying that there's some tracks in this game that were from previous projects that he kind of incorporated into uh, this game. Heartache was one of them and Fallen Down. Those are a couple examples of he actually composed those for previous projects. But what he said is he wrote, he always wrote the music first and then programmed the scene around the music, which I think is maybe one of the reasons why the music is so good, And again, so it's musical. So it's because he was making those musical choices just for the sake of the track, and not to just to match the the scene. You know, he was literally matching sure. the scene to the music, which we love anytime that happens. Whenever we're working with a designer, but I gotta say, it's not the norm for, for video games. Sure. Well, it's sort of an interesting thing. Uh, I I'm almost prone
0: to uh, that mode of thinking because the thing is music it's impossible for it not to Uh, music creates an emotional world you know you close your eyes you listen to a piece of music it transports you everyone gets a different set of images but it's inescapable anytime you have sound it creates an emotion it may be a terrible emotion you know someone banging on the keyboard may sound random Mm -hmm. and awful but it, it gives you an emotional feeling it's impossible for music not to do this And so what I think is interesting about that is by composing the piece first, whatever it is, you know, depending on what the piece of music is, I think you're going to create something different artistically. And when the process is flipped, I think you can also create interesting music, but it's almost a little bit less precise because then the music that's taken from that it's not always certain that it's going to be a total reflection of the environment you know sometimes music mm-hmm. has its own desires, its own needs and it it goes in a direction that
1: yeah, I mean, it's may not, mean
0: different things to different people. It's not
1: realistic to, to hope for that but in some ways I wish that you could always write the music first and then plan the scene around it but it, again it's not it's not a viable option you know when you have an idea for a game and you're starting to work on it typically music is done near the end. Yeah I mean end.
0: I think it, it depends the kind of thing you know if it's a game where there's a certain mechanic and every level is going to do the Mm -hmm. same thing and it's just about designing the level. Sometimes I think the music can maybe... influence the atmosphere or the stage or or the the tempo of what's happening it depends on the type
1: of score you're totally right you're totally right yeah well let's move on to uh the next piece what are we going to play today this is another snes track it utilizes the harp sample that sounds so iconic to me from some square rpgs uh it could be from zelda it could be from final fantasy it's hard to really say uh but it's a beautiful track called oh one true love composed by toby fox (music) Listening to Oh, One True Love from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. This could have been featured on our romantic music episode back in the day. It was, I think, a couple of years ago we did that episode. Well, it couldn't have. The game. <laughs> Hadn't come out at that point <laughs> In an alternate universe Or oh, if we waited to do that Or if we do another romantic music episode This is really
0: God, is this ever a love letter to uh, square RPG Isn't stuff? It? I mean, all those instruments The nature of the composition Even that voice instrument um, So good That's all stuff that seems right out of a Final Fantasy game
1: Musically, it's legit And implementationally, it's absolutely <laughs> legit You <know>? It's legit <laughs> It's totally legit It feels like I don't know. It's one of those things that most people are never going to notice. Most people don't know the process of writing SNES music, so they're not thinking about it. But the effect is it going to be the same. The effect is going to be, yes, this 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 works. It's just going to heighten. Even if you're having a remote sense of fun or sense of um, melancholy or whatever the scene is giving you, this is just going to elevate those emotions. Um, and sure. It's it's, ah, it's so good. Let's see what we got next. Oh, we have another beautiful track, a couple of kind of melancholy pieces of music back to back. This one is a little bit more vibey, I guess I would say. Uh, It's called It's Raining Somewhere Else. Let's take a listen. piece of music you guys are listening to it's raining somewhere else composed by toby fox why is that a combo so great upright bass shaker and vibes and also with the rain coming from outside it's just it's exactly what you want it's just on the nose
0: Yeah, there's something really cool about all this music that it's not technically trying to wow you. You know, he's not using virtual instruments that Mm -hmm. sound incredibly realistic or have a lot of kind of timbral character which is something, I don't know, I personally in- enjoy a lot in music that mm-hmm. is not using real instruments. Because it's really kind of about the instantaneous uh, clarity of attack in sound,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: I mean, I could imagine vibe samples that maybe you hear a little bit more quality of the room. And you hear more of the mallet, you know. This sounds a little bit more like general MIDI. But I'd say that about everything, you know. that From that shaker to the upright bass to the piano. Piano, it, it feels like sort of of a, of a higher fidelity It doesn't sound super fake um, But it, it's not really Concerned with fooling you Into thinking that there are real It doesn't real need
1: to I, I honestly don't think that would be appropriate It's kind of like game. a
0: modern day equivalent of the old school style of video game music of using kind of samples and approximating sounds.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about the graphics of this game, it has a retro look. So like it doesn't ever need to be fully realistic musically. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I mean, you know, that is a fine line. And I think Mm -hmm. it's probably, that's probably an aspect of the music no
0: one really will talk about. You know, they'll talk about, oh, this (laughs) sounds retro and this sounds, you know, like 16 bit. And oh yeah, they're just kind of a modern thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think someone with a little bit less taste would have actually gone further in the implementation of the virtual instruments
1: and possibly to the detriment of the game. Yeah, this this next track is potentially the only track that features uh, an actual real performer. And also it happens to be this week's Track of the Week. This is the title track of Undertale. It's called Undertale, and it features an acoustic guitar as well as a piano. Um, it's probably the best version of the main theme. It kind of comes full circle, and you really start to hear the power of that melody. It's, it's beautifully set against the chords. I mean, I
0: feel like the title says it all. The, it, the mm-hmm. track is called Undertale. You know, this is really what it's all about.
1: Let's take a listen to this week's track of the week, Undertale by Toby Fox. so wonderful how that arpeggio that kind of riff works over the melody and the chords in such a beautiful way. I love how she changes to the muted picked acoustic guitar sound here uh, later on. This is performed by Stephanie McIntyre. Uh, she's on acoustic guitar and yeah, the only track that features her. So It's definitely a powerful moment, even in this course of this episode. You know, we heard all those tracks and we got to this one, and it's very powerful, very beautiful, very different. It's just so emotional. It's really wonderful
0: how it's done. It feels like like the end of a romantic comedy or something. Ah, even more deep than that. Piano and like. Um, i when I say romantic, I mean like a chick flick, like really sappy, like like Hallmark greeting card. But the thing level. is, it's not
1: that sappy, in my opinion. I, I feel like this is, I don't know, it's earnest. Well, I, I mean, think- it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just
0: very romantic, and it, what I what I enjoy about it is, I don't know, the combination of acoustic guitar and piano. It's very sort of overt. It has connotation i mean that's why i mentioned that it's like the things that it reminds me of are totally Outside of video games you know I would agree
1: with that yeah it's it's just Really really beautiful I mean one thing that I think is interesting Is you can tell that he doesn't Have a lot of expensive recording Equipment the mic is fairly Cheap Uh, the guitar itself is actually a little Bit out of tune and it sounds DIY it sounds like recorded in Like an apartment or whatever but that actually Helps this song in my opinion That's what makes it that's what makes it feel so Earnest to me well I mean that's what the Game is you know the game isn't about
0: big Production values it's about a lot of heart it's about mm-hmm. one person's creativity um, and ingenuity and you can tell it's a passion project you know he had a lot yeah. of love for every aspect in this game particularly the music I mean so, so this beautiful. Is really a beautiful theme and I mean what he lands on just with those first three notes is something kind of to be like earth-shattering you know like that whatever you think about the game and the soundtrack and this melody those first three notes it it's
1: it's kind of a really bold musical. Statement well, my actually that, my favorite, my favorite part of the melody is actually that final note. It goes boom, 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 boom. and that's my right. favorite part. That it goes lower than you're expecting it to go. It's yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, he's really not afraid to experiment with uh,
0: large leaps in his melodic contours. Uh, there's one moment where it like uh, it goes. Uh, but you know like sure. where the melody will just kind of leap unexpectedly and like you mentioned you know things leaping in direction but it uh, to me it communicates like a, a real kind of vastness which is amazing you know the yeah. game feels vast and open ended and the irony being that this you know this is created
1: by one person isn't that crazy well now let's move on to this is another funny title song that might play when you fight sans <laughs> from undertale here we go Rocking SNES track here. It's called "Song That Might Play When You Fight sans And Will was saying, "I would never listen to this because I love sans <laughs> I would never fight him." This is composed by Toby Fox. It kind of reminds me of the Mega Man X distorted guitar sample there. Uh, really cool stuff. What do you think about this track? First time you probably heard it, right?
0: I no, I actually have heard this one before okay. um, on the soundtrack. This is one of my favorites. It really sounds like something uh, out of the Mega Man X games. It does. Um, That instrument is wonderful. Again, it's just so cool. He can wear all these different hats, and the music could just completely turn on a dime with little to no explanation. Well, here's another... It's
1: it's worth uh, reiterating this. I know we've said it before today, though, is, okay, yeah, he was able to rip SNES samples, and the fact that he did it, that's cool or nostalgic or whatever. But if he didn't have the music to back it up... It would be totally amateur, and it would not... We probably wouldn't play this. uh, We wouldn't have this episode, honestly. The music is legit... And even if he didn't have those guitars, like this would still be a cool track. But the fact that he doesn't, it's composing it for the SNES. You can tell that he loves games of that era. I know in another right. um, interview, he said he he's a really big fan of the game Earthbound. So you know that he likes mm-hmm. SNES games and you can hear oh, that in to- I track. mean, that
0: almost makes so much sense. Undertale is a lot like Earthbound yep. with its humor and kind of mm-hmm. quirky world and eclectic soundtrack. You know, that, that really does uh, make a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, someone
1: asked him, they were like, uh, what's the game that in your entire life that you've played the most? And he's like, "Unfortunately, I have to say Undertale cuz I had to test it, but after uh-huh. that it was Earthbound." So <laughs> interesting. Um let's see what we got next here. Oh, this this is called Asgore. And Will, do you know the context of this? Well, I never got to the end of the game, but I imagine that
0: uh well Asgore is kind of the big bad in the game. Okay. Um kind of mentioned as being this unimaginable uh, evil. Um, but I never really got to see him or it or whatever that evil embodies. Um, but it kind of, you know, in classic video game fashion, um, it's something like Ganon, where it's like he's talked about and mentioned and referenced and you don't actually get to encounter him until the end.
1: Let's take a listen to Asgore. Beautiful. You guys are listening to Asgore, and this actually is a variation on the Heartache theme uh, that we heard earlier today. This is really, really cool. Will, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, it's 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 it starts off with its own melodic content, and it doesn't actually harken back to that Heartache theme until uh, at least a minute through. Uh, But let's maybe can we talk about the beginning section? Uh, I'm a really big fan of the chord changes. It kind of feels like for the first time, um, maybe reminiscent of for me, like kind of modern film score in certain places. But it's it's very intense and rocking. And I'm a really big fan of the active triangle bass.
0: Well, this music plays such a foreground element in something like Undertale. Um, that it can kind of lead to these emotional moments that you don't necessarily associate. You know, I was kind of talking up this character because he's in the game. You know, he's mentioned as this horrible evil. You never get to encounter him. But this track is very emotional. It's not super, like, dark and rocking. Um, And I think that's maybe the cool thing about an RPG. It is is fairly rocking. Well, sure, but I mean, it's not necessarily dark. It doesn't really sound no, like you're true. fighting the final boss. You know, there's a lot of, like, minor seven chords mm-hmm. and really kind of, like, fun
1: music. It's very almost romantic. It's, it's definitely fun. It's more fun than I would expect, that's that's for Yeah, sure. and
0: I, I think that's partially the nature of a game like this. You know, the the conflict, um, it, it's not really, like, mashing buttons kind of a thing it's more of like a thought based thing so i i and it makes me i really want to finish this game because i imagine that there's kind of a lot of emotional implications um to where this happens in the game because that's kind of what i get from the music is that the final confrontation is um sort of uh, like an emotional thing
1: that would make sense let's move on to the most rocking variation of the undertale theme this is save the world Well, that definitely surprised me. All of a sudden, you have this break for music box and cello amidst this hard rock song. Uh, really quirky choices, but musical ones. Uh, really good piece of music here. Interesting how he takes those first three notes of the Undertale theme. But again, different chords. After those notes, he, he goes off in a different direction. It's uh, a little bit more wandering. And um, I don't know, you can tell that there's there's tension here. Like, you're not quite comfortable uh, in this part of the game. This is Save the World by Toby Fox. This is great. I really
0: loved that kind of glockenspiel,
1: soloy moment that
0: happened like 30 seconds back.
1: So good, yeah. And again, you know, yeah, it's just... I was never expecting everything to get completely cut off and just go to the you know, the, the music box and the cello. It's it's a really good choice. Let's see what we got next. I believe we have another... Uh, it says it's a battle theme, but it was interesting because when I listened to the track, I, I first didn't see what the title was. And it's very beautiful and uh, starts with the piano. And, I, and then all of a sudden when I saw that it was a battle, I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder if it... um. If, you know, what, what the context is here, the name of the piece of music is Battle Against a True Hero, and it, be, and it comes near the end of the soundtrack, if that means anything to you guys. Uh, I'm sure some of you know the context of this. It's composed by Toby Fox from Undertale. Let's take a listen to Battle Against a True Hero. And do I ever wish that this was the norm for RPG battle music. It's so much more fun and musical than so much battle music that I hear in RPG games. It's just very fun. and It fits. It's not like it doesn't fit a battle. But it's just much more engaging just to listen to, in my opinion. One thing that Toby does a lot in this soundtrack is he has uh, a beautiful kind of sprawling melody a lot of times on piano amidst this like really rocking, funky bass. Here you have that kind of NES bass, and it's it's really uh, frantic and and fast-paced, and that combination is so good. Toby has such a unique melodic style. I mean, the intervals, like the space, the wide space that he that he uses with his intervals are very signature and it just i don't know it's it's definitely a a different sound than i know i've said this before but it's it's just different than anything i've heard before in video game music yeah absolutely kind of like one toe set in the past
0: and um a lot of original kind of ingenuity out of that You know, it's kind of, I think sometimes we close ourselves off a little bit with music and we kind of think, well, there's already, you know, everything has already been done and now we have to like push forward to something new. But I think, uh, I don't know, you can kind of realize how much hasn't been done by going back to things from the past and iterating on them in a different way. You know, when you think about it that way, there's almost like an infinite possibility of what you can do you know
1: i think we have a couple more tracks today to move on to uh the next one we're going to play is called megalovania let's take a listen to this one a recurring theme for me today, and not just today, but this week when I was preparing, uh, listening to all these pieces of music, uh, a track would start off, and I would get this preconceived thought in my head of what it might be, and it almost always ended up being more musical, more unique, and more interesting than what I was expecting it to be. Uh, The beginning of this track starts with this kind of chromatic riff that feels... I don't want to say cliche, but it's just we've heard that chord progression a lot. It doesn't feel that unique. But then the way that he approaches it and the melodies that he does and the riffs and the shredding, um, it's just, it's really cool. It's its cooler than I was expecting when I started the track.
0: I think that's a really interesting uh, point, Carl. Um, you know, the avoidance of cliches is something that's sort of uh, difficult, particularly if you're trying to work within a given style or, you know, when you're sending something up. Um, but I, I think the you know the best medicine for that is to just be earnest, to have genuine yeah. love for what you're doing, and to create earnestly and honestly, and not kind of in a tongue-in-cheek manner. I think what's so great about Undertale is it feels like it was created out of a loving spirit. You know, it it's pointing to elements in video games that are a little bit silly, or maybe elements in the music that some people may look at. I mean, the fact of using these older instruments, in a sense, you could look at as kind of like uh pointing to some of the deficiencies of video games in the past but it's all done with such love in such reverence it's not critical necessarily and it's not completely tongue-in-cheek. It's actually very earnest and really sweet and I think it's just that that yeah. kind of um, philosophical drive is what I think keeps every aspect of the game continually feeling fresh and exciting and new and I think to me leaves the player the listener just wanting more. Oh,
1: absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. We have one more track for you guys to hear today. It's called Core from Undertale. Here we go. The body of the world, the body of the world, the body of the world, the body of the world,
2: the body of the world, 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 the body of the body of the world, the body of the body of the world, the body of the body of the body of the world, the body of the body of the body of the world, the body of the body of the body of the
1: time today exploring the music of Undertale by the very talented Toby Fox I can safely say that I really want to hear more from this gentleman. For me personally music I, I want to hear more soundtracks from him but obviously I'd love to see more games uh, from him as well. hopefully you guys enjoyed this thanks to uh, there's a few people I think that suggested this on patreon. I kind of lost track of how many people uh, suggested us to do this episode so it's long overdue we were very happy and excited to do it and um, yeah this is a blast. Yeah, I'm
0: really excited to see whatever Toby Fox does next. Whether it's a, a working on another project like this where he has complete control, or whether you know maybe he just contributes the idea, or he's working mm-hmm. as a writer or a composer. Um, I think he's a really creative guy, and um, he he was able to put his finger on an aspect of video games and was able to introduce and not necessarily things that had never been done before uh, but he really found right. a way in in terms of storytelling and narrative that I think was very compelling and to me it was really all about the humor um, yeah. and I, I think it's so cool I, I don't know I really enjoy that the music was taken seriously because we have talked about this before but I think uh, I don't know there's something about the the duality between humor which sometimes is about expending uh Resources. It's kind of like you have something great and you're kind of making fun of it. And w- I really respect someone who's able to create all of that stuff and then make fun of it in and of themselves. That's why I mentioned you know, like Flight of the Concords or. Uh, Tenacious D. You think of like a great Tenacious D song. There's a, there's you know, a if they really tried, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be a great rock song, earnestly in and of itself. Some of the Flight of the Concord songs, you know, they could be you know good pop songs in their own right. And the fact that they're using them as a vehicle for comedy is i something is something incredibly humble. And I think that. Humility leads to a really strong nature of the composition, and um, I don't know. I always think comedy and music go well together.
1: Yeah, there are those people, there are those entertainers that do that, and they put so much heart into something that's really silly, and we're just so grateful that those people exist—the tenacious D's of the world and the conquerors you know, of the weird world. Weird Owl yeah we're just really grateful those people exist because they they make life a lot more entertaining uh, guys really had a good time today we're going to play you out with a track called bring it in guys which is a variation of the enemy approaching theme again by Toby Fox yeah, I had we wonderful call it time bring today. it out guys bring it out guys absolutely uh, you can follow us on Twitter like us on Facebook subscribe to us on YouTube our website com has every episode of the podcast as well as our original music we recently released uh, an album called battle tub which has music for from a game that we worked on uh, yeah i think that's about it yeah one thing i want to do is just thank all of you that have uh written
0: in we we constantly are get so many um incredibly nice uh emails and messages and comments, from you yeah. guys yeah comments whether it's just an episode that you liked or the podcast in general or a piece of original music um it, it really means a lot to us um and we're so blessed we're so uh, grateful to have such incredibly loyal and sweet fans. You, know, you guys have always been um, very supportive and uh, really kind of uh, mature and respectful. You know, right. you guys let us know when we make errors or make mistakes and I mean, honestly, I have to say it's been years since we've gotten uh, an email or a message that has kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's just only been incredibly positive experiences. Yeah,
1: you guys are really awesome. And we do read everything we get. We try to respond as much as possible. Um, One last plug I want to make, because now it's getting to be that time of the year. uh, We're probably going to be doing another listener show and tell episode fairly soon here. So let's go ahead and just say, start sending us your picks for that, because it's probably going to be coming up maybe with in a month i would say so Yeah, and if it's something that you maybe already sent it to us like a
0: year ago or mm-hmm. something maybe right after we finished the last one feel free to you know Resend. send us that same yeah. stuff again so that you know right. we make sure that we have everything
1: well cool we're gonna play you guys out with this track bring it in guys my name is carl Brugeman. and i'm will Brugeman. have a great week everybody peace out